0: Hello and welcome to Eurocast. We are your hosts Julian Kratzer and
1: Luca Grittini. and today we have Diogo Fernandes to talk about the James Webb Telescope.
0: Diogo, how are you?
2: I'm doing just fine. How are you? Not too bad.
1: Very well, very well. Um, So, uh, tell us a bit about yourself.
2: Uh, So, yeah, I'm Diogo as, as has been said. I used to go to the European School of Luxembourg 1, but I graduated in 2021 and I'm currently studying Aerospace Engineering at Delft University of Technology in the Netherlands.
1: And everyone at the European School is either bilingual or trilingual, just in general speaks many languages. Is this the case for you as well?
2: Uh, Yes, of course. I speak Portuguese, uh, French, English and a bit of German.
0: Wow. Okay. so you mentioned you're studying Aerospace Engineering which is why we want to discuss the James Webb telescope with you. As we know, the telescope launched on the 24th of December in 2021, despite being belated, and it was launched from French Guiana into outer space. And this telescope was named after James Edwin Webb. This telescope is also supposed to promise great insights as to how our universe was created, hence it's a very interesting topic.
1: But to be quite honest, uh, I don't really understand how this telescope is any different from any other telescopes that have been launched uh, in the past decades. For example, the Hub- Hubble telescope. So, first question is, what makes the James Webb telescope different from the Hubble telescope?
2: Um, well, the, the James Webb pe- uh, telescope is actually the successor, officially, to the Hubble telescope, um, and has come 31 years after the Hubble uh, telescope was launched. And the reason it's better, in uh, a manner of speaking, is because while Hubble um, can detect mostly visible wavelengths and a bit into the ultraviolets and infrareds, the James Webb Space Telescope, while it also does a bit of visible light, is mostly focused into near-infrared and even all the way to mid-infrared light. And what does this mean? Well, in essence, um, very uh, old light, so uh, light that could be detected from the first stars and galaxies that were formed right after the Big Bang, which is 13 and a half billion years ago, it gets well, redshifted, um, which means it goes further towards the red side of the uh, visible spectrum and eventually into the infrareds. So For this very old light, you need to be able to detect infrared light, which is something that uh, the James Webb Space Telescope can do, but not Hubble.
1: Okay, so it's about the different wavelengths of the light that is arriving uh, and is being observed by these telescopes. Absolutely. Okay, and uh, when talking about mission, how does the James Webb Telescope differ from the Hubble Telescope?
2: Um, Well, while the Hubble Telescope is actually uh in orbit around earth in a low earth orbit uh the james webb space telescope is much further away at a point called the uh, lagrange point uh mm. about one and a half million kilometers from earth um which allows it to see uh much more because it's not interrupted by light from the sun and from the earth and mm. the moon okay uh and also and although this does have its downsides for example because you can't service the telescope um, which means that
1: so repairs are difficult. Uh,
2: yeah, essentially impossible. If you if you look back at Hubble when it was launched, there was actually an issue with its uh, with its mirror because it it's slightly bent due to the different temperatures and conditions in space, which mm-hmm. meant that the first images from Hubble were all blurry. Um, wow. And so uh, there was the need for um, uh, servicing missions for to repair the telescope. Um, I think there was about six uh, missions using the space shuttle at the time um, to install a lens to correct for the difference uh, in the mirror shape. However, this is simply <laughs> not possible with the James Webb Space Telescope. There's no way to send humans, at least for now, 1.5 million kilometers from Earth.
1: Mm, okay.
2: So you mentioned it's basically unfixable. Um,
0: and the the reason why it it was actually a couple months late is because um they did a a test um, launch and it completely failed um yeah so let's let's just hope uh no further repairs need to be made since they're not well since there are no repairs that can be made Mm. you also mentioned the lagrange points but what are these exactly
2: okay so lagrange points are essentially Points where the gravitational pull from two very large objects are the same Uh, this can be in the different systems for example the earth and the moon but specifically related to the James Webb Space Telescope it's the earth and the Sun and essentially it means that despite it not being in orbit around earth it still maintains the same orbital period as earth which in this case is one year around the Sun which means it can always communicate with Earth perfectly fine. Um, And so the Lagrange point that James Webb is at, which is L2, is uh, behind Earth. And so Earth itself already blocks most of the light from the sun, which is light that we're not interested in studying through the, with the telescope. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really an ideal point because there is no sunlight and we still maintain a uh, perfect communication with Earth as the orbital period is the same. And of course the this the far distance from Earth also allows it to block out any other possible radiation coming from Earth itself. Um, but then, uh, all the, and the, all the, then all the residual light, um, you have the sun shields of the James Webb telescope which are an engineering marvel that block out the extra light.
1: And specifically to get to this Lagrange point that you have mentioned, what sort of um, machinery does the James Webb Telescope have to reach that point in space?
2: Well, uh, the start of it is, of course, the launch with the Ariane 5 launch vehicle, of course, Mm -hmm. which already puts it roughly in the course towards the Lagrange point. And then um, it has a number of thrusters built into the telescope, which will correct the course and slightly speed it up or slow it down, so that it reaches the point at precisely the velocity it needs to reach it.
1: And what about really fine-tuning the position? Do, uh, often in in space movies, uh, we see these little bursts of air adjusting the position of of spaceships. Uh, does this uh, is it also the case for uh, the James Webb Telescope?
2: Well it's similar, it's not quite air, it's a propellant that is combusted in a very similar way to a, a rocket launch except obviously in a much, much smaller scale. And you just adjust it to point it in the right way and to correct the course as well because the Lagrange point 2 is actually not very stable so there are a lot of corrections needed throughout the lifetime of the telescope to maintain it at that point. Okay. Okay, so um, you um, you already talked about the
0: sunshield a little. Um, why why does the sunshield actually need to stay so cold? Uh,
2: well, it needs to uh, block out to make the instrument stay cold. Um, in essence, some uh, some of these instruments are uh, very fine tuned, and they need extremely cold temperatures to operate. Um, the coldest instruments operate at a temperature of 36 kelvin which is around minus 237 degrees celsius mm. and so the oh. uh, the sun shield is absolutely essential um to block out the radiation from the sun which would heat up these instruments and make it impossible for them to operate properly uh that the hot side in a um which is in front of the telescope let's say can get up to 110 degrees. Uh, right now it's at 55 degrees, um, while the cold side is currently at minus 198 degrees, so we can really see how effective the sunshield is, even now it, while it's not yet fully ready, and will allow the instruments to operate just how the astronomers need it to, make, uh, to observe the universe
1: yeah because it's as you said it's observing infrared light and any heat um would just distort these images completely wouldn't it yes
2: absolutely but although that is not the entire reason uh, that's obviously a factor
0: mm. okay so on the nasa website it officially says that the telescope should last at least five to ten years maybe even more than 10 as they said before launch um how have the engineers made sure that it can last for the entirety of these 10 plus years?
2: Well, most of uh, the duration of this mission will mostly be dependent on how much propellant there is to maintain uh, the orbit around that point. And originally it was planned for it to be about 10 years worth of propellant because the instability of the orbit can roughly be calculated um, so that we know how much propellant is necessary to keep it at that point for a certain time. Mm. Um, So yeah, 10 years was the original goal with a minimum of five years. However, the launch with the Ariane 5 was actually very precise, more than expected, which means that NASA believes now that it will manage to last significantly longer, to quote them, than 10 years.
1: Wow, Um, and also another question to this uh, longevity, uh, of, the, uh, of its time in space, um, what sort of materials has, have the um, engineers building the telescope used to ensure that it stays functional and stable for this long period of time?
2: Well, as with any, um, any engineering uh, product, there are a lot of materials involved in making it, but there were many new materials used, some developed specifically for the James Webb Space Telescope, For example, if you look at the uh, mirrors, they're made of beryllium, uh, plated with gold, which gives it its very nice appearance, although uh, the amount of gold is very little, um, which allows them to perfectly reflect the light um, into the focus points where it can be analyzed. Um, Hmm.
1: But, But why gold?
2: Well, gold is uh, very good at reflecting. If you've ever looked at gold, you'll notice it somewhat has the effect of a mirror when it's very polished, Mm -hmm. although you might also have noticed that it still has a color, so it's not perfect reflection, and that's one of the reasons why uh, the James Webb Space Telescope can't observe the entire visible spectrum, um, because some of it is absorbed by the the gold in the gold-plated mirrors but not all of it, so it only starts from about orange wavelengths, and uh, lower, into the infrareds.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: May I ask, the mirror is obviously made of hexagonal or even beehive-like shapes, why is this?
2: Well, um, hexagons are excellent at tiling, um, which means you can easily tile them around uh, in the space of, uh, of of the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then you need you need multiple pieces because for one the the mirror needed to fold to be able to launch as it's way too big to fit in fit inside any launcher in its unfolded position, and the second reason is so they can be individually adjusted. I mentioned earlier the fact that it can't be repaired, which means that it mm-hmm. needs to be v- uh, possible to adjust it. Um, so while Hubble, it had a, a lens that got. Uh, a mirror, sorry, that got distorted during uh, in space. If that were to happen with James Webb, we could correct it. There are actually each of the 18 hexagon tiles are controlled by six actuators that can position them in any way.
1: Sorry, what is a what is an actuator? Uh,
2: well, essentially, it's a little uh, device that um, goes forward-backwards, and by using multiple of them you can move the, the tiles around.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, so you can essentially, by uh, choosing how they're pointed and in relation to each other, you can essentially change the shape of the mirror. And in addition to that, each of the tiles on the primary mirror also have another actuator right in the center of them, which allows you to control how much each individual tile is bent.
1: So very precise.
0: Yes. Well the mirror is is quite a luxurious object and it kind of refle- it kind of reflects the the amount of money actually put into this telescope um 10 billion actually 10 billion dollars. Um do you think this heavy price point is going to be worth it? Uh
2: yes. Um originally it was only intended to cost 500 million so it's clearly a lot more expensive than initially planned. However, mm. it's still very much justified because for starters um, it's money that you're investing into the economy. So it's um, companies that are developing new technologies that can be applied in much more than, the, than just this telescope, but also uh, engineers and everything that you're going to need for future projects as well. But just for the space telescope itself, uh, it's likely going to yield very useful information about um, the first stars and galaxies in the universe, possibly helping us to understand how the universe was created. Um, and also it's going to help us study the how galaxies are formed, how stars are formed, how planetary mm-hmm. systems are formed, and also possibly study other planets and find habitable, habitable exoplanets, where there may be life so it's also possible that uh, a telescope in space could help us understand how life came to be
1: and that's quite a fundamental question yeah um because i was actually talking about this very matter with with a friend of mine and he brought up a, a very common argument when it comes to investments in in space programs which was with all this suffering on earth, should we really be investing billions and billions of, of euros, or in this case uh, dollars, into something that isn't helping the poor, the needy, the starving? What do you say to this?
2: Well, um, as I did mention earlier, it's not like you're putting throwing the money away into space. You're investing it into the economy. So, you are making the economy yeah. better. And Well, not directly, of course. That does make overall life better. Um, Mm. But also, the scientific advancements that the telescope will bring can very much help in uh, finding new technologies that could help on planet Earth. Um, I don't know specifically about telescopes, but for example, think about ballpoint pens. Um, Mm -hmm. They were originally developed as part of a a NASA program into uh, making pens that worked in space, and now they're ubiquitous.
1: Uh, right, because in no gravity, the uh, normal pen w- wouldn't have worked.
2: Indeed. Wow.
1: Well, okay. Yeah. And and wasn't, uh, for example, IBM heavily involved in, in uh, a space mission many many uh, decades ago? Uh, isn't this also an example of advancements um, uh, catalyzed by uh, space programs?
2: Well, no, absolutely. There are many many examples that you could cite. Uh, the ballpoint pen thing was just one that everybody could relate to. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you think the telescope will be worth it financially in the grand scheme of
0: things, although it is a big risk. But do you think the mission will actually work?
2: Well, I mean, obviously I can't know if it will, but um, thousands of engineers and scientists have put a lot of hard work into designing this telescope. There has been extensive testing. uh, The it's highly adjustable, um, and most of the difficult parts have started uh, happening already. The The Sunshield deployment, which was one of the scariest parts we can say, has been completed. And now the only uh, the part of the deployment left to do is uh, putting the mirrors into position. Um, and if that works, which it most likely will, given how much thought, design and testing was put into it, Mm -hmm. uh, the telescope will essentially be ready for action, just needing to be calibrated uh, before it can be operational.
0: And so this, um, this will, this project will most likely change our lives or well, it has a great chance of changing our lives and has overall been a good investment. Um, So, Thank you Diogo for talking to us about this, are there any last pieces of wisdom that you want to uh, tell the audience or the students of the European schools?
2: So a little piece of wisdom which applies both to engineering, uh, just how it was done many times with this telescope, but also to life in general, um, is that mistakes happen uh, and they're not a fatality. Don't dwell on them, Um, simply learn from your mistakes and make it better next time and keep going. This very much happened with the James Webb Space Telescope. Hubble, they failed uh, to properly think of how the shape of the um, uh, mirrors would uh, would be distorted into space, so now for this telescope they are individually adjusted to a very fine margin.
1: So like we can learn from the telescopes and even from Uh, feats of engineering how to live our own lives
2: exactly
0: that's a good piece of advice to, to end this episode so thank you diogo for talking to us and to our viewers we'll see you in the next episode